Welcome to the Coach Speak Podcast, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Steve Medford, the show where we talk coaching with some of the best in the business. In this episode, Bill Roseberry sits down with East Alton Wood River Athletic Director, Mark Beatty. This episode of Coach Speak starts in 20 seconds. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Steve Medford, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 498-8523. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. All right, we're back here at the WBGZ Studios in lovely Alton, Illinois, for another edition of Coach Speak. And tonight, we have an athletic director on our program. We have East Alton Wood River's own Mark Beatty. So Mark, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Bill. Yeah, I mean, you know, just talk about, um, you've been at Wood River now since 2019-20 season. What a a time to come in. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, and you were the dean of students when you came into, I guess you're still in that role too? Yes. Okay. So just talk about, you know, your time there so far at Wood River, and like I said, what a time to get started. Yeah, it's career. definitely been interesting. Uh, this, I'm hoping that this will be my first normal school year at East Alton Wood River. Um, being this is my fourth year. Um, you know, that first year we everything was running normally, and then you know we had the COVID pandemic happen, uh, and then the year after that, pretty much we were dealing with the sports being shut down and slowly opening and masks and no spectators and. Yeah. Last year was a little bit better, but still restrictions. And now this year, it's the first year that we've had everything kind of going normal again. So yeah. it's really exciting, though. You know, it's like just like you're a kid again, and everything is brand new. So <laughs> it's really exciting. Yeah, for somebody like you that's starting a, a you know an administrative job like that for the first time as an athletic director, and to go through that now. It, probably feels like I can finally do all the things that I was wanting to do in my role, you know. No doubt. I mean, when everything kind of shut down and then we started reopening, there were so many extra things we had to plan for as ADs and I think we had to schedule we had to schedule and reschedule seasons 3 and 4 times cuz IHSA would or IDPH mm-hmm. would come out and say, "Oh, we right. can't we can't uh, start at the normal at the date we had set." And then we had sports overlapping and trying have all the coaches working together because baseball would start, but you'd still have boys basketball going and for two yeah. weeks into that. And it was just crazy. But it really um, gave us all a lot of resilience. You yeah. know, and now when there, it's funny when there's rainouts in the spring, it's not even a big deal anymore because, <laughs> oh my gosh, we had to cancel and reschedule things like crazy before. So <laughs> talk about it. Was there a lot of. Uh, coaching turnovers for you through all that too have you had to make a lot of hires and you think maybe because of all that frustration dealing with all that I don't know if it's really at at least for me I don't think it's related to that I think we just had some people going out you know either at the end of their careers or just uh, Mm -hmm. maybe not wanting to continue some got jobs in other districts so I didn't really see any of that I think everybody really stuck with it and did the best they could for kids to give them a good experience. Yeah, you got a couple of um, positions that were at least open as we're recording this, which was uh, softball. Dana Dana Emmerich has decided to step down. He had a great tenure there. Um, And then um, then the boys' basketball positions over with Steve Flowers leaving. So talk about – 
yeah. w- how those searches are going or if you got anything yeah so we we place. actually had our board meeting last night and we've we hired some coaches okay um, but Good going deal. back to dana you know he wanted to become a full-time grandpa right um, yes oh and he loves softball you know dana oh absolutely you know that whole family it was just yeah. i think they were born with bats in their hands and yeah. but he just he reflected and said you know mark i think i'm ready to be a full-time grandpa and and yeah. i think that's really admirable um so we yeah. actually last night uh, just the board of education hired uh, mike beecham who was his longtime I assistant figured that would happen yeah and mike's been doing yeah. he actually it's the first year of the junior high program which is a co-op between east alton district and wood river district okay i don't you know i, I know the districts yeah are weird i there. think there's a lot yeah. of people who don't, don't know how that works right. but there's two different elementary districts that feed in. You do see that around the state a lot. There's a lot of schools that do that. But in Madison County, we're the only one. But, I but thought they're you all had three because it's um, yeah, it, Hartford also, correct? Right. Hartford and Wood River are one. So oh, it's are called they now? Wood River okay. Hartford okay. and then East Alton. So Coach Beecham uh, coached those girls, and they, they had a really good season. And now he's going to take over the Oilers high school program, which is really great because that's kind of what we're, our philosophy is, is trying to build from – the younger ages and so now they're going to have the same message and then on the boy side steve flowers he uh got married over the summer he's okay. got a, a family you know he's got um a, he's expecting a child here soon so okay. he just got we to talking to me and he's like i don't i just don't think with the family that i'll be able to give this the time and i'm a and so we just hired um kevin gokel who was his oh, assistant wow. yeah and he was at staunton okay. for 12 years i believe mm-hmm. in the early 2000s um, so we're really excited to have both of those guys. Yeah, a couple of great hires and guys that are in house have been in house too. So um, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, Beecham's been on the the football staff too. Um, sure so yeah, has. he's been around uh, the programs for a while and was like you said, Dana's assistant for yeah. a long time. So that's a great hire. So yeah, great hires. Well, I'm glad yeah, I brought we're excited. That up. Yeah, yeah, we're super excited and they're they're ready to get moving and. Now for Kevin Gokel, he's you know yeah. we got a month to get you know a JV coach and a freshman coach. So we talked about that today, but yeah. he's got some ideas, and we're gonna uh, get some people in place, and uh, we're really excited about that team too. A lot of seniors, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's go back and talk about your uh, your career a little bit. Why don't you just break down for the listeners what your your resume has been? Sure. Leading to Wood River. Yeah. So I got into education uh, right after September 11th, really. I was student teaching in Bethalto when 9-11 happened. And then I actually went and did my high school student teaching at East Dalton Woodover right after that. Okay. Um, and then, and I'm a PE teacher. So then I got my first job over in St. Charles, Missouri and taught elementary PE for three years and started some programs, some after-school basketball programs and things, then came to Bethalto after those three years and, and was there I, 12 years, um, PE teacher and at the middle school, coaching lots of sports, you know, basketball, track, mostly junior high. And then I got into high school cross country, uh, worked a little bit under Jonathan Denny on his staff when we had that 31-3 and three team right. with uh, Allie Treckler was a freshman that year. We had Megan Trost, Fensel, great kids. That was a great team. But we ran into that Quincy Notre Dame team, yeah. Whew, and they were and amazing. Super sectionals, right? Yeah, yep. it was all the way in the but super. But I right? was the freshman coach that year, mm-hmm. and then we didn't really have enough freshmen because Allie yeah. went and played varsity. <laughs> right. And 
so then I went back to middle school. I didn't have a position there at the high school, and but it was great. I had some great experiences, and then went to Carrollton for three years. I was the athletic director right. there. Oh, that's right. Yep. And that was a super cool experience. Yeah. I got, you know, that uh, culture up there. There's a lot of winning, and I think we had seven uh, playoff games in football in just mm-hmm. those three years. So for me, I got to learn how to really host a lot of big IHSA events, and the people up there are fantastic. And then uh, I was living in Wood River when I was teaching in Bethalto, and I saw this East Alton Wood River position. And I just really wanted to get back into the Riverbend area where my family is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's what's it like? Uh, you know, you, you, you're a guy that, uh, like you said, you'd been at Bethalto and down here. I mean, it's it's a different world when you go up into the up into Carrollton, yeah. especially when you're talking the high school sports with the sure. the Hawks up there. I mean, they've had a lot of success, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it just was at a speaking event the other night. Lori Blade was at, you know, and the right. success she had there. She kind of set set a bar there for for sports, and uh, you know, um, they'd had a lot of success across the board. So, what's it like to go in there? They expect have a high expectations. Yes, across they the board. do. They really do have high expectations, and rightfully so. Uh, the kids, you know, they they grow up there, and then they usually have children, and they stay there. And you know, Lori Blade was up there, and I think she only lost like twenty something games in basketball yeah. in ten years. And Jeff Crumweedy was a great. Right. I actually, I I. My first year in Carrollton was Coach Crumweedy's last year coaching boys basketball, but it was a working with him was really cool. He's so knowledgeable, and I still talk to him all the time. You know, we just, you know, he's always he's like interested in who the basketball coach might be. You know, here at Woodriver, and I said, well, I can't tell you that stuff. You know, you got to wait till it goes public. But <laughs> you know, he but he did a lot of trying to find people to apply and stuff. But he's a good friend, and yeah, and. Nick Flowers on the football team, you know, he just stepped away too. Yes, yeah. But just super, um, that culture is just awesome, and (laughs) I'll never forget it, that's for sure. I really appreciate the opportunity they gave me. Yeah, and um, another thing you didn't mention, you know, being the assistant under under Denny and what you got to experience there too, you were also the head cross-country coach at CM for a little while. Talk about that experience being a head yeah. coach compared to I, being an athletic director. Absolutely. I guess. And I did that. That was actually the year before I went up to Carrollton. I was head cross country yeah. coach and we had a few seniors, but the program was pretty, it was just kind of getting started. We weren't real mm-hmm. successful yet. We had Jake Peel. He was a student teacher for me <laughs> right. at Trimpey Middle School. Okay. And I said, Jake, I want you to, to help, you know, will you be my assistant? Now we didn't pay that, but I just gave him a little bit of money out of my check. And because he could really run with the, the top kids, and I wow, could kind of coach the yeah. the middle because I wasn't as fast as him. I've done I did <laughs> you know seven marathons by that time, but yeah. man, Jake is a different level. So then I I was an assistant for the uh, CM Eagles track team as well, and coached yeah. with Coach Walters, and we brought Jake Peel on board for that too. And then when I went to Carrollton, I it was so cool to see Jake Peel just slide right into those positions. You know, he took over cross country. And what he's done is phenomenal there. Man, he gets I mean, he, he gets fired up when he's doing that stuff too. I mean, I I got to be around him some when he yes. you know when he first came in. He's in a, he's very very excited to to be there for sure. Yeah, I, I was. Passion is. I don't know if anybody unreal. else told him this. I had done some marathons by that time, and yeah. I was I kept saying, Jake, you've got to run a marathon. You you got yeah. Boston written all over you. And I think he <laughs> was ten. Yeah. Back then, I don't think he I really believed it. 
Buzz said, how many miles are you running a week? He's like, oh, I'm running like 80. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're ready. So Jeez. then I just saw he's in qualified for Boston. and Yeah. He actually ran Boston in April and did phenomenal. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, just I in my career, I think that's what has helped me in the athletic director roles. I've just had to coach so many different sports, track, cross yeah. country, basketball. Um, I played men's fast pitch softball for years competitively. Um and so I've just had a lot of experiences, which has you, helped me. You think you think you need that? Is that a good thing for an AD to have on a resume? Yeah, I think if I think it helps because you understand kind of what everybody's thinking. If you just coach one sport all your career, yeah, you're still going to be you can be effective, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I I can kind of understand what Russ Colonna is telling me with with what he needs because I was a former track coach, and mm-hmm. so it can just kind of yeah I I understand the coaches a little bit better I think. Because I have that perspective. Gotcha. Let's, let's talk about where you came you, you, here in Godfrey. You grew yeah. up uh, in Godfrey, so but um, Alpha Christian Academy, yeah, ninety five grad. <laughs> talk about that because I'm going to tell you what I'm an, a ninety four Alton High grad, and you never heard of Fosterburg. us. Have you? I had never heard of Alpha Christian Academy until you got hired at Wood River, and I was doing yeah. a story on you for the advantage. So let's talk I'll about that. I'll tell you that what, a that's, uh, that is a school that <laughs> basically um, is sort of like a Maryville Christian type, but Maryville mm-hmm. Christian's quite a bit bigger than we were. But it was out of a church, and my parents attended that church, and they were not proponents of public education. Uh, they didn't have the money for me to go to Marquette. We, we weren't Catholic, but my mom was raised Catholic. But okay. I, this school was significantly cheaper, and my mom taught there. And yeah, it's there was it was very small. I mean, I graduated with I think four people. Okay. And <laughs> so we we did have a little basketball <laughs> yeah. team. We you know we'd play the Mississippi Valleys, right. and okay. I the principal there, who was also the pastor, was an avid runner. And I think that's where I got my my running passion. You know, is from him. He just instilled that quality, and I just I love to run and work out. And uh, so I end up doing marathons and things in my adult years. But, yeah, it's it's funny because when I talk to people, I've, I've lived in the area, they're like, what are you talking about? What, what is that school? So, But great friends. We still talk to this day. Oh, um, yeah, and a small – it's almost like family in your small yeah, school like that, I guess. I wish, you know, we had baseball, but we didn't because I, I felt like I was pretty decent. But, you know, those opportunities <laughs> aren't there. So I ended up right. doing track and, and cross country, and we played a little basketball and – um, but I learned a lot of very good qualities there. So at Alton High, I had person. people that I graduated with that I didn't even ever know. <laughs> right, and class was so big. You yeah. know, a lot. I had a lot of Alton High friends. You know, right. so you know, it was it was cool. It was cool. Does does a, uh, <laughs> a scenario like that at, at at a small school like that help you when you go to a place like Carrollton? Maybe a little bit. I mean, Carrollton's yeah. a little bit bigger than that, right? But you understand the dynamics yeah. of everybody kind of knowing each other exactly yeah i think so i you know i high school wait we always get asked where we go to high school you know yeah that's it's funny how that is um but i i've turned into a pretty successful person i like to think and and i appreciate all the teachers that work there and help me out and you know i just learned a lot of great qualities i'll talk a couple of things i wanted to bring up with you so a while back i had Andy Renner and Aaron Seeson on, and, and they brought you up because you uh, were able to hire 
the district's first full-time mm-hmm. athletic trainer. I know yes. Dana had done that kind of stuff and helped the district out for a long time too, but to have a full-time athletic trainer is so crucial to mm-hmm. these programs now. That's why I wanted to have Aaron and Andy on to talk about that and talk about that yeah. that position in these schools. How important was that, and, and how much have you seen that affect the, the programs since you were able to get that hire done? I – believe it's made a huge impact i mean i there's no way to really put a value on it but i can see it i can see how the kids respond they know they they can get treatment during the day Um, he's got such a good rapport with them he also played football and and was an athlete himself it I and told I'm sorry, her, who, who's Wyatt Sutton? That's right. Yeah, yes, he's an all, you know Wyatt. I actually had him with, as a it, middle school. It's see him, yeah. yeah. And Aaron, yeah, because he Aaron did some junior high that, basketball yeah. for That's me right. in track, and then mm-hmm. at that time when he got to high school, I was still junior high coach. But just a great kid, and I I contacted Athletico last year. Well, I talked to Aaron Season actually and Andy mm-hmm. Renner. I said, "How can I get this off the ground?" They kind of pointed me in the direction of Athletico, so I got a hold of them, and they said, "Hey." We got a guy, and it ended up being Wyatt because he was over in Missouri doing stuff, so it was a lot closer drive. And I instantly just saw the benefits. And what we were paying Athletico, we were like, we might be able to bring them on full time, you know, and make him a Wood River employee, East Salt Wood River employee. So it's huge. I mean, we all the coaches have commented, you know, now we don't have to. And Dana did a great job, but yeah, you know, Dana also coached. Yeah, so. During the spring, yeah. he wasn't able to help with things. So why it's always there, and the coaches don't have to worry now about getting everybody taped before the game. And mm-hmm. when somebody gets injured, you know, we coaches are not trained in that. I mean, we yeah, we take an IHSA course that exactly. you can just you get you can take it as many times as you want until you pass. So I don't think it's got <laughs> that much value. <laughs> um, but it's just been phenomenal. It's the first step in what we're trying to do and we just keep telling kids success is coming you know we're, we're putting things in place to help you guys you just gotta keep putting in the work and believing yeah and another thing i noticed um it was uh there was a release i think it was was earlier this year that came out in the papers where you you talked about um during basketball just the importance of showing respect to the the referees and, mm. and some things and just talk about how important that is to you because I think, you know, as a <laughs> as an official in in high school sports, those guys take a lot of they, they take, a lot, take a lot of heat from the fans and and even the coaches sometimes. And you know, I I just thought you don't see a lot of people come up and and say that. And yeah. I think that's probably something that needs to be said I've, more I've often. I've been pretty vocal about it. Um, it's I'm, hard to get refs now. I mean, it and that might be part of it. I started I mean, to see this. Yeah. Up in well, when I went up to Carrollton, that was my first yeah. AD experience. And you know, Carrollton is 20 minutes from Jerseyville and 40 from Jacksonville. And I started to notice it's hard to get guys to come here, and yeah. we weren't paying a lot there. Um, and then I'd see some of these guys get berated, and, and it happens everywhere. You know, it's not a Carrollton thing or anywhere. It happens, there. and then we yeah. go after the game. We'd be talking like I just, it's like I don't think we can come here for this kind of money, Mark, and. You know, and I would go to the I would go to the board up there, and we did raise rates, and I think they've raised them again since I left. But this is for the money. It's just you know you you try to do these games, and that's not your day you know your day job. Yeah, a lot of these guys are leaving their job, coming straight to a gym to officiate with no dinner. Mm -hmm. So you try to 
I learned right away, you really try to just give them a lot of hospitality. You know, what can I get you? You know, it, it's on me and whatever I can do to make your experience good. But we just have to do a better job, I think, as as schools, administrations, of just addressing fan behavior early on. I, you're seeing it with the Southwest Conference. They're starting to put signs up around their gyms. I saw Alex Fox posted on his Twitter yesterday, you know, uh, a sign that they're going to start putting up. and. Because without these officials, we can't play. And we're seeing it in soccer. Soccer's the hardest hit right now. The shortage. Um, oh, we really? have one We have one referee like three times last year in oh, girls' man. soccer covering that entire field. So I, if yeah, you're a spectator they're listening. Miss, then they're going to miss even more calls. One referee on a soccer field? Yeah, yeah well, how tough. are you going to call offside? Yeah. You can't, you know, it's – it's common, and we we got to really. That's kind of been my goal is trying to get the message out to at to my my fan base at East Dalton Woodover. Hey, let's just show these folks some grace. You know, we're not perfect. You're and we're gonna miss calls, right? And we just and I tell when we have parent meetings, I say I'm not happy with all the calls either, but no. yeah. but I just keep it to myself. And yelling's not gonna help us. That's for sure. No, and it's it it. I think it. I think it has chased some people away that Absolutely. From, from doing that job, for sure. Well, one thing you're going to see, we, we did have the Madison County Athletic Director meeting yesterday, which you probably – we just talked to Darren Lee. Yeah. And he was there. Um, I met with Cahokia Conference ADs today, and what do you think was one of the main topics? Officials. officials yeah. yeah. Sure. And your officials' pay is getting ready to go, I think, way, way up, which we're going to have to go to our superintendents and our boards and say, guys, we're going to have to start budgeting because – to get these guys, we're going to have to pay them because of the, just how they're treated. Yeah, man. And, and it, you know, it's not all the time, but usually when it happens, it's three or four, and it's just an ugly scene. Yeah, try yeah to, it can be. And I always try to just go up by a, a fan and say, hey, you know, ma'am or sir, it, if this continues, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You try to give them a chance. or I say, you know, if you feel like, yeah, I tell spectators of – if you see somebody near you getting aggravated, maybe ask them to take a step out, go outside for a few minutes before it gets to that. Because it just the kids are embarrassed when that happens, right? I mean, I remember my dad Especially getting thrown out of my games when I would <laughs> play baseball, yeah. and I did I did some American Legion. That was funny. I went to Alpha Christian Academy, but did some Legion stuff with Alton, and these kids are like, "Who is this kid?" <laughs> you know, yeah. my dad would get thrown out sometimes, and it's embarrassing for kids. So who did you – would that have been – you played for Dave Hopkins then, or was that uh, was that Dave Hopkins still as the Legion coach? I don't – I can't or even remember. It, I'll be honest. Do you remember who, who you it played with just, on that team? Yeah, I mean, there was just uh, like Dustin Cowan was a kid on the yeah. team and Ruckman and just some really – I know some of those guys played at Alton. Right, yeah. In the summer, I would hop on some teams with those guys. And gotcha. So, yeah, just play a little middle infield and – I couldn't hit a lick, that's for sure. <laughs> but that's kind of what happens when you you don't you go to a school that doesn't have high school baseball. So you right. just kind of jump in and play defense in the seventh or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So and then um, you know uh, another thing you were talking about how the the uh, success is coming and, and building for the future here at Wood River. Yeah. Are there are there any plans to to turf the football field? Oh, that's so funny. It comes up a lot. Uh, Superintendent right. Rob Miller, who's in his second year with us. Mm-hmm. He he said to me recently, "Are we are we the last field in Madison County that does not have doesn't have turf?" I said, "Well, last one in the River Bend at least." Yeah, now. I said, "Well, let me." I thought Granite City had 
had grass. So I called John Moe, and he goes, no, our, we just got our they turf just done. just got turf, yeah. I said, I know Highland because I drove by there. I said, I'm pretty sure we're the last one. Are there plans? Metro um, East Lutheran, I don't think. Yeah, they true. don't even really have much football anymore. Well, though, but yeah. I'm thinking of the the public schools, so I wasn't. Yeah, Metro East still has the grass. They're eight man. Mm-hmm. But I I, I got to say we don't have plans right now. We we're really going all in with our Bermuda, and it's an awesome surface. When we brought in Wyatt Sutton, our yeah. uh, athletic trainer, he was on turf fields over there in Missouri, and he said this is the nicest field I've ever been on. And that was last year nice, when he first, yeah. you know, the trick with that is, you know, we also try to accommodate JFL. Uh-huh. So right. the field is, I mean, immaculate first few home games. And it starts to wear, and, and we want to have yeah. that relationship with JFL. It's a feeder program. But right now it's in super good shape. The problem with not having turf is your maintenance guys spend a full day painting. And, you know, so I'm sure someday we're going to cross that bridge, but. I think right now we're we're trying to do some other things for students on campus. We just fixed up the library and made that into a super modern college and career center with an esports arena. We had, you know, we fit we're fixing up things around campus cuz as you know, East Alton Woodover is 100 years old yeah. that building. Yeah. So it's I I think that money was spent wisely. There's a lot of COVID money. I think that's where a lot of districts got their fields. Yeah. So we're just going all in with this Bermuda right now and we just tell the we tell the kids and the people, hey, we're the only field in the Riverbend that's got Bermuda. You know, that's yeah. the mindset I've we're going to have. Pushing it, that's what that's one of the reasons why I, I, I brought it up was I've seen you, you know, showing pictures of it, and they do they do a great job. I know they. Yeah, and, the, know, our maintenance, maintenance crew maintenance is people. just doing phenomenal. Mike Moxie's the uh, director of that department, and he is a tireless worker. I po- I posted a picture of him to one of our social medias when he was painting the field. You know, because he's an inch from the ground bending over i'm like this guy's been doing this all day and so i do want to give him a shout out and his crew they they're working so hard our kids are really proud of that field um it's awesome if you get a chance to walk on it it's not yeah. like when when chuck burke was there then joe joe parmentier yeah. said he used to take the line and the baseball field and he'd just keep going they'd be like it was like he was heading over to phil's and he forgot to leave the <laughs> The chalk line back there. That's funny, yeah. Well, that and that's the next thing, you know, is, you know, we could turf the football field, but we also need to look at baseball and softball. You know, that yeah. there and that, you know, we're so landlocked there. That's why the our baseball softball fields are set up. Everybody wants a fence. You know, we know yes. this. Yeah. I lived in Wood River for 12 years, and yeah. we we're, we're looking at all the options. I know it's not fast enough for some folks, but – um, we we're really looking at Sixth Street, where Sixth uh, Street Park, right? At Dwig- yeah. where we are, uh, we got a grant with the city, with the Rex Department, okay. and we're going to be fixing up that field and putting in a press box called the Tyler Timmons Press Box. We got an out okay. group wanting to do that, but we're we're maybe going to find more money. Jason Woody, um, he's the director mm-hmm. of the Woodover Parks and Rec. He he's hoping to get a grant where we can turf it. Okay, and then. We can move our varsity over there. We can put in a softball fence there at Emmerich Field on campus. Yep. We could still play JV baseball and just have a short fence. But right now, if you're playing varsity on Norris Dorsey and we put a fence at 260 feet, oh, that's man, just it's not too short. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just too short. And I know, well, it's better than not having a fence, but I'm not so sure I agree with that. I think you can't have home runs that are. Simple pop flies. So we do have a temporary no, fence that we're trying to. has got further than that for the boys, for sure. So hope that project is supposed to start 
really soon, but now Jason Woody is trying to get this uh, extra money so we can okay. turf it, at least do a turf infield. So, yeah, we're just trying to upgrade everything. we got air conditioning in Memorial Gym now. So we just had our big volleyball tournament. Right. And it, I don't – I was talking to my trainer, Mr. Sutton. I don't know if we would have finished that tournament Saturday with the heat index the way it was had we not had the air. So, <laughs> so, so some of those things had to happen. Right, yeah. I just actually, my uh, one of my buddies, is, his sons are playing uh, junior high baseball for Alton, and they had a game against Edwardsville, and we mm-hmm. were at the turf field yes, uh, yeah. recently. And I was, I was there uh, watching, and man – it, it's it's so different too. He had been like when we were played in high school at Alton High back in the day. We got to go to Old Bush mm-hmm. and play in high school, and he'd never been around turf. So he's thinking, boy, what are my boys going to do on this turf field? And he made the comment to me while we're standing there watching the game. He goes, I I was just ignorant because he goes, I'm thinking of what we dealt with when we went over there to play our high school games on that old school AstroTurf and the balls <laughs> bouncing 15 feet in the air. And he's like, this is, I'm like, no, everything's true. It's nice hops. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally different than what we had growing up back in the eighties. What you heard of AstroTurf. Yeah. Yeah. This it's, is, this is really nice surfaces that is. these kids get to play on. I know when I, when I walk on it, you know, CM Roxanne, I'm like, ah, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. You know, but we just, we're just going all in with the Bermuda, and and uh, that's a great playing surface. Like I said, you know, Mr. Sutton said straight up, this is the best field I've been on, and, and I tell, tell the you, kids that. I don't have anything to, to really base this on besides myself, but covering football, football was a sport where I wanted to be down on the sidelines walking cause, to keep up with everything. So mm-hmm. I covered, when I was at the Intelligencer in Edwardsville, they had that turf field all the way back then. My feet – would kill me after right. walking the turf. Then when I came to the advantage, nobody here in the river bend had had turf. Everybody had grass. And my feet didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd cover games in Alton and Wood River and Roxana and and at Civic Memorial and and uh, you know, I didn't have the that same problem. So I don't know. That that was just my personal experience sure, sure. dealing with it. So there's got to be something to that, I would think, too, but I don't know. But I do, you know, the benefits are huge, though. You can practice oh, on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know, no so, rain outs. Because right It now, doesn't wear down. Yep, yeah. we have to go over to the practice mm-hmm. field, and we have moles out there that we're always battling. Right. And that that's hard, you know. Then the paint, you know, the maintenance crew has to go paint the lines over there. So that's more time that they have to spend. So, uh, you know, I saw Mascuda had wrestling on theirs last year, which yeah. I thought was a great idea. Under the lights. Oh, they wow. Had a, I forgot on what I, turf? Yeah, I forgot what Scott Battis called huh. it, but it was like, I, I don't know if he called that. it the Royal Rumble or it was, but it was, you know, so you it's can get creative neat. with yeah. turf. But, you know, long. I guess we've answered this question already, but just for right now, I don't think turf's on the books, but you never know when that might happen. Yeah. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to, to bring up to you real quick is through your, your time here at Wood River, you, you had the opportunity to be around Jaden. Um, mm-hmm. Orich when she played yeah. when she was a uh, track athlete and I mean what a phenomenal athlete she was and just just talk about what it was as, a, as an athletic director where you're not maybe necessarily coaching them but you're at all these sports you get to kind of yeah. watch a little bit of, of that and, and enjoy and, it and uh, you know, talk about her when as an I, I saw her in junior high when I was 
because I was coaching junior high track. And then, so I remember her. And then I, I started hearing about her freshman year exploits. And then she lost my first year at Wood River. The COVID year happened. Yes. She didn't even get a chance to go to I state. Know. And it's Coach Colonna was like, that, you know, she'd be a four-time state champion or whatever. Yes. If, if. So then the following year when we got track started again, I had to go out there and just watch her throw the disc. And it was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And so I'd go out to practice every day and just to watch practice. And, you know, track's not the most exciting sport to watch practice, right? But Coach no. Colonna would just look at me. She'd uncork a throw, and he would look at me and just laugh. He'd say, we'll never see this again. You know, and he's it's unbelievable. been coaching track 30-plus years. Unbelievable, yeah. And just <laughs> a phenomenal kid, and everybody was recruiting her. You know, we're, I'm getting calls from – you know, all over the country, Stanford's calling, you know, pretty much anybody that was anybody wanted her. And that was really fun, you know, to call her down and say, hey, uh, you know, Stanford's calling you. You interested? And here's a phone number if you want. <laughs> Indi- and so then Indiana, Baylor, Wisconsin ended up being the three she narrowed it down to. But that was really cool. Having know. success at the college level now, too. Yeah, she went up to Indiana yeah. or over there to Indiana. Right. And, had success right away freshman year, you know, and it's, they have nutritionists. And so yeah. she was able to get her, you know, her diets being monitored constantly. <laughs> exactly. And, but she's just so strong and quick. You know, people think you just have to be strong to, to throw far, <laughs> but you got to be quick, you know? I'll tell you what, when I first came in at the Intelligencer, Imani Henderson is coming in as a thrower at Edwardsville and Imani's just, dominating everybody well there was a thrower from uh, carlinville named uh Kristen card mm-hmm. and i'm at a meet down there in edwardsville where they threw against each other and the look on amani's face when card threw before her was just like oh my <laughs> goodness you know it couldn't believe it and these two girls were out i mean different weights obviously yeah. but they out threw what the boys had done at the at the boys meet the week before they threw further now like i said different weights yeah but it's still just for that to happen it was unbelievable they were throwing both of them were throwing past where the people were going out to mark because mm-hmm. they weren't used to seeing it and i mean they're going against each other so that pushed them even harder to throw even Absolutely. further it was, it was neat to and watch we would tell the people who were uh downrange with the tape and the stick, like, you guys might want to just back up. Back up yeah. And they then they'd see one, oh, we know what I'm talking about. Now, yeah. when we went to state her senior year, I mean, that was just phenomenal. The media p- presence was all around because everybody knew mm-hmm. she, at that point you know, where right. she was going to be going to Indiana. And she uncorked twice. They had to make the press announcement or the PA announcement of, we need a official to the discus and that means you know there's been a possible state record yeah (laughs) so twice that happened um when she was throwing (laughs) so they stopped the whole meet and they they got to come over and make sure it's actually a record so it was cool and she's doing phenomenal i always tell her don't be a stranger you know come back and we tell that's what we tell kids at our school you know you can do great things that's our motto at our school Mm -hmm. If you drive around our bus circle, there's a sign that says, do great things, a fence screen. And we we talk about her all the time. We're not built any different than kids anywhere else. You know, we just got to give them the tools to be successful. And 
talking about success right now. I mean, it's still still early as we're recording this, but um, uh, there's been a lot of early success here with the football program. Yes. And talk about what that does. And Gary's, Gary's done a phenomenal job since he's been there. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, um, it the – the schedule's gotten gotten harder, obviously, yeah. outside of the Prairie State. So I mean, yeah. where he's at right now, the Prairie um, Prairie State was gun. It was going under. You could yep. see, and we had to, we had to find a conference. Cahokia came calling. We knew it would be tough, um, but I'm not a person that's going to back away from a challenge, and and that's kind of what I want everybody at our school to have that same attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, there's you know. The communities are vastly different, um, but football. I mean, we we just coach has been really just getting them in the weight room. We've renovated that space. Um, we've fixed up our weight room dramatically. We've had kids in there lifting, and we're much stronger this year. And I think that's the what you're seeing. And we're a little bit deeper too. We don't have yeah. to play so many guys two ways. Harrisburg's a really good team. You know, they're going to be a playoff team. And we we did not play good in the first half, and we rallied. Came back and won on a two point conversion in overtime. Yeah, and but that that win was so huge, you know, for the for the whole athletic program and our kids to see the joy. And then they just carried that over to CM. We committed a lot of penalties, but really we were in control, and we felt like we would be. CM's usually going to be the better team in that matchup, right? Just because of sheer numbers, yeah. normally. You know, right. and, but. but we were. We felt like we would be the better team, and we just got to not make so many penalties. And Nokomis has always played us tough. I mean, they've beaten us the last two times on last, like the last play of the game, or so we came out and just took that game over. But you know, the conference starts this week, and that's yeah. where we're still looking to get our first conference win against somebody besides Roxana. Yeah, that game's going to be tough this that's year. That's going to be an awesome. Here we game. are coming in, going into week four as we're recording this, and both you guys. Um, you know, have I think yeah. Roxana's they're well, two, they're and, two one. and one. You guys are three and zero, oh, but still, that's going to be a and um, they they could very easily be three and zero. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they had a pretty controversial game, that you know at Redbud, but those things yep. happen. You know, we we just tell our kids that you can't ever put yourself in a position. How where, fun is it? I know you didn't you didn't grow up in that rivalry like some of these people did, but I mean to be able to bring that back. It's Wood awesome. River and Roxana. You know, I'm from the area. You know, I grew yeah, up in right. So you know I know what, what it River, is. Roxana yeah, was, I got yeah. friends who went to Wood River, friends at Rock. I know what it's about, and that's that was a big goal of mine coming over, you know, when I came to East Alton Wood River. And Mark Briggs and I had been talking. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually tried to get into the SCC. Oh, get, yeah, we did. Get we actually in, yeah. reapplied, and Roxana thought it would actually happen. He from some of the talks he had had, Mark Briggs, with those ADs, and then they, they said no turns in and Roxana jumped ship and came with us to Cahokia because they invited us both. Okay. And they actually said, we'll give you guys whatever week you want to play football. That's how bad we want you. So we are like, well, we want wow. week eight because week eight would be, is going to be so awesome for the communities, especially if we come into week eight, both, both. with really good records, yeah. looking at a playoff berth. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be awesome. So we get to host it this year. We're super excited. The students are pretty pumped. I know we had volleyball with Roxana last week, and the student sections were great from both schools. You know, our kids are chanting what the score was last year, and Roxana's kids are. This is a new year, you know, and it's definitely <laughs> going to be a it's going to be a different ball game this year. But we're we're a lot better and more experienced, and they're also, you know, a lot better. So we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean that. 
you just can't put a price on it. Rivalry. I think when they started doing that that alumni game and you saw the amount of excitement it brought mm-hmm. to see Woodriver and Roxanne, all these old guys suit up <laughs> and go out there and play football again, yeah. and those stands would be packed for yeah. those games. I mean, that just showed you what it would be like to get, you know, and if they're if they're both good when they're meeting yeah. late in the year like that, oh my goodness! And we're, I just, like I said, I saw Mark Briggs today, and we both been talking, and and we're telling our kids this, both um, myself and Mr. Briggs, is we don't feel like we're going to get steamrolled in the conference this year in football. I, we think we can compete in every one of those games. Yeah, you know, that's good. So, but. There's a difference between competing and winning. We and we, you know, right. you got to get wins. Abby. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? So, well, Mark, I totally appreciate you coming on, man. Um, you know, good luck. I I love to see you know Wood River having some success mm-hmm. um, again. I mean, you know, I always tell people, and it blows people's minds, but uh, you know, I mean, when I was a junior in high school. Wood River knocked there was Wood River knocked Alton out of the playoffs mm-hmm. in the first round in baseball, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, we lost to them, and then in ninety four, they knocked Edwardsville out of the playoffs in the yeah. first year in in baseball. And I mean, you know, now people are like, "What Wood River was was that yeah. good in athletics?" That's how it was. Yeah, they were we, tough. Were some, yeah, really to, tough. They've had some great athletes come through. Yeah, that you school. go back and look. Yeah, you know. There's great athletes coming through from all the way in from the 40s on into the mm-hmm. 80s and early 90s, and you know we we still have great kids who, and I think you can see it in them. They're really starting to feel what it's like, you know, to do some of this winning, and and you can see it now in our student sections. Like kids are showing up to games now, yeah, to cheer on one another, and. And we're giving them new uniforms like crazy. We, you know, we're giving them new stuff, and I think they they're seeing that we're investing back into them. We're putting the air conditioning in the gym and, and the Bermuda field, which is the best grass field in the county. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. I appreciate yes, it. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Coach Speak podcast. If you're a coach or player or know a coach or player who would like to be featured on the Coach Speak podcast, email Bill at broseberry5123 at gmail.com. And tune in next time on Coach Speak, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Steve Medford.